G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Lawn bowling is more than just a game. There's no talking on the green. Welcome to Without Bias. Brought to you by Apia. We're all about possibilities. Talk to our dedicated specialist today. And The Bowl Show. Stay engaged with the sport via The Bowl Show. Sundays on 7-2 from 2pm. Yeah, welcome to Without Bias. Great to have your company. Uh, unfamiliar voice, I'm sure, to a lot of our very loyal listeners. My name, Benny Jones. I'm just uh, stepping into the host chair for one week. One week only. Certainly not by popular demand. Our man, Jack Heverin, having a well-earned week off. And Jack will be back with you next week. But in the meantime, we are doing it for the Bowl Show. You can catch that on 7-2 Sundays from 2pm. Make sure you uh, bookmark that. Chuck it in the diary. And we're also here for Apia. We're all about possibilities. Tell you what, they've looked after me if it is to be my only time hosting this show because we have gone straight to the top to kick things off. We are chatting with the man at the helm of bowls in this state, the CEO of Bowls Victoria, Tony Sherwell, who's been good enough to join us. Tony, welcome to Without Bias. <laughs> Thanks, Benny. Lovely to be on the program, mate. And it's uh, very good to hear your voice. In fact, the last time I heard your voice was <laughs> in the Gold Coast yep. at the Commonwealth Games. I happened to be there covering it for Bowls Australia back in the day. And uh, had the pleasure of listening to you announce uh, different matches and so forth. The pleasure was all mine. I can guarantee you that one of the highlights of my career, my broadcasting career, to have the uh, opportunity to announce so many of our wonderful Australian bowlers as Commonwealth Games gold medalists is something uh, that uh, I look back very fondly on. It was a wonderfully run event and uh, just a sign again of the growing popularity of lawn bowls here in Australia. Mate, it's um, it's great to start the conversation reminiscing about such a wonderful time in, in sport. But of course, as we know, the last couple of months have been pretty tough for everyone. And from a sporting sense, uh, Lawn Bowls hasn't been missed in this regard. Can you, um, I guess, give our listeners a bit of an update on the situation with bowlers slowly but surely returning to the Greens? Yeah, look, Benny, that's the positive news, isn't it? I mean, it's been a very tough um, two or three months for everyone. And, and I don't say that lightly. Um, people have been out of work. Businesses have been affected. Clubs have been affected. Uh, but I, I get the sense that we're just turning the corner and we're starting to hear more positive news than bad news, which is good. So if for us, that means a return to play um, is getting very close. So for a little bit of time now, we've been able to go out and have a practice and a mm. roll-up. Um, and we're gradually starting to reschedule the events that we unfortunately had to postpone. And that's our state championships and so forth. So it, it started to be more positive news and we, we'll run those um, throughout June and July. We'll have catch-ups on pennant finals and state championships. And uh, well, at this stage, at least we're planning to um, to be able to commence next season roughly on time. So as much as it's been a terrible situation, I, I'm hopeful that we're over the worst of it and we don't have to take any more steps backwards. And uh, we'll be um, off and going um, if for a winter um, finalisation to our season and our state championships, which will be unusual, yep. but I'm sure all our players will understand the situation we're in. We've been stepping through it, as you said. It's been a process, no doubt about it, and uh, we're led to believe, and all things going well, touch wood, that the next uh, stage, I guess, uh, Tony, of relaxed restrictions scheduled from June 22. So when those concessions do come into place, what will that mean? What will it look like for, for bowlers and, as you said, the important clubs right around the state? 
Yeah, look, we we up the limits on the number of people allowed on a green, and that's the key thing to enable us um, to continue with some of the events that we had to postpone. There will still be some restrictions around crowds and around what the venues um, can do in terms of their facilities. Um, and, and look, I guess the, the difficult thing in, in all this, Benny, is that the goalposts seem to be changing yeah. um, rapidly, and, and I mean that in no... Uh, I'm certainly no, no disrespect in that comment um, to government. They've handled things very well, as well as they possibly could have. Um, and there is a bit of confusion always around what we can and can't do. And, and at times we have to uh, call our contacts within government and just double-check and triple-check things. But mm. um, I, as I say, I think we're on the, we're on the right end of the, the hill now. Tony Sherwell is with us here on Without Bias, the CEO of Bowls Victoria. Tony, you're obviously speaking to a lot of competitors. You're speaking to a lot of these clubs. And we know that a number of sports, a lot of codes around the country, particularly those winter codes, have been hugely affected by COVID-19. I guess from a Bowls point of view, maybe there have been some clubs not as significantly impacted, which is a positive, but all in one certain way, they've, they've felt the brunt of this. Yeah, I think so. And look, there's a real variation. What's true for one club uh, may not necessarily be true for others. But um, I think you're right. I, I think of our cousins uh, up in Queensland mm. and New South Wales. And as much as we love the thrash and whenever we play them, um, <laughs> they probably have done a little tougher in terms of their season was just about to begin. Yep. So um, some huge disruptions for them. So we do wish them all the best. Um, but make no mistake, when we get back on the green against them, we'll be fighting as hard as we can. But um, some of our clubs, um, they've been in a fortunate position where they've been able to get a few things done in the off-season and, and get a bit of planning done. Others, we highlighted City of Echuca on our website the other day, mm. who received some very good assistance from the government um, and, and a very switched-on treasurer and board there managed to make uh, the best of a bad situation. And unfortunately, Benny, there will be some clubs who will have really struggled um, over the last couple of months. So I'd encourage them to give us a call here or contact their regional bowls manager. Um, we'll certainly do whatever we can to help um, in terms of getting them back on their feet and up and going again. You are listening to Without Bias for Apia. We're all about the possibilities. Uh, we noticed too, Tony, that Bowls Victoria have announced the dates for the return of some of those key competitions, including namely the Premier Division and, and Division 1 finals. Obviously must feel good to have a, just that little bit extra certainty about finishing off those seasons. Yeah, definitely. I mean, look, we were, we were all devastated, obviously, um, when we had to sort of pause just right on the last hurdle yeah. Um, for either our divisional finals for midweek and weekend pennant in a metro sense um, and our Premier and Division 1 finals. Um, we haven't actually yet crowned the Premier Division winner, but we're looking forward to doing that. That'll take place on 29 and 30 of, uh, of August, so not too far away. That'll be the last of the um, season matches for last season, effectively. Um, and as I say, the, the midweek and uh, weekend pennant divisional finals will occur um, in through June and July. Our state championships, so we're down to the last 16, mm. one representative from each region, so really at the, the pinnacle of it. Uh, we'll run those over four weekends, so we'll take... Uh, this is an opportunity to take things to regional Victoria. We'll host some finals in Shepparton, uh, Geelong and Warrnambool, and then we'll come back in for Super Saturday uh, for all the finals, the, the actual finalists of each of our... Um, events such as, you know, mixed pairs, men's pairs, women's yep. pairs and so forth. Uh, they'll all come in together for what will be an extravaganza of bowls. As you said, a different look, but how uh, mighty exciting does that promise to be? Super Saturday, looking forward to that. All the details online, of course. It's crazy to think, Tony, in this 
uh, I guess, phase of COVID that we've been through that, um, you know, we kicked off 2020 in the, the worst possible way with the, the horrible bushfires across the state. And so many uh, local clubs, bowls clubs would have been affected by those in those areas. But uh, great to see uh, in line with that, Bowls Victoria have put together an amazing initiative and have raised some really good money already for uh, those people that were affected by the fires. Yeah, we have, Benny, and it just makes you wonder what we must have all done wrong somewhere oh. because it's been a shocking year. <laughs> yeah. And uh, we certainly feel for our um, clubs and, and communities that were affected by the bushfire crisis and I think, um, you know, ordinarily would have received um, far more um, support than what it would have otherwise, but obviously we moved straight from that into a uh, into the COVID situation. So really difficult times. In fact, we had a, a couple of... Um, a couple of initiatives ready to go around our um, regional championships where we're aiming to raise money. They all had to get postponed. Yeah. So we had to think on our feet. But the good news is uh, Bowls Victoria chipped in $10,000 into um, a grant just for Victorian clubs. We raised about another 7000 So we got $17,000, um, which will be dispersed 100% um, to all those clubs who are impacted. And we'll have uh, details of that very, very soon. Obviously, it's been mm. delayed slightly. Um, given we couldn't run the uh, region sides championships. But, yeah, I think it's a good story. And and some of those clubs who will have struggled through that and then COVID uh, will certainly need um, a little bit of support from us. And, Tony, just before we let you go, I really appreciate your time here on the program. understand the the organisation developing a strategic facilities plan. Can you tell us a little bit about what you hope to gain out of this? Very important piece of work, I might add, and how clubs can assist and and get involved. Yeah, look, of course, we've... Um, been very fortunate to have the support of Sport and Recreation Victoria, uh, the Victorian government. They've uh, co-funded a statewide facilities audit. Um, so this aims to piece together what clubs we have in what areas. Um, do we have not enough clubs, in particular in in the sort of growing areas, whether they be regional towns or metropolitan Melbourne? Um, and then do we have enough clubs of a certain size or certain um, capability to hold international and national events and state events and so forth. So the uh, survey work is done. We have consultants um, who are sport business partners, a very good consultancy team who are putting together the final paperwork for us. So we'll uh, certainly release that through our website very soon. It sounds good, mate. Onwards and upwards, as it is for so many sports right around the state, right around the country. Lawn bowls, no different. So we appreciate your time here, uh, Tony. On with our bias and, and all the very best of luck over the next coming weeks and, and months as we look to get, uh, obviously, the sport of bowls back to where it belongs, back to full strength. Yeah, absolutely, Benny. And thank you very much for filling in for Jack. I think on the strength of this, he might be in trouble. Um, <laughs> but uh, I'm sure he's having a well-deserved break. That was very kind of you, mate. The check is in the mail. Don't worry about that. Tony Sherwell, <laughs> the Chief Executive Officer of Bowls Victoria, joining us. Uh, up next, one of the world's leading bowlers, no less, Aaron Sheriff, is going to join us. And it is for Apia. We're all about positivities. Talk to your local dedicated specialist today. And don't forget to stay engaged with the sport via the Bowl Show. Sundays on 7-2 from 2pm. Back with more shortly. From the white outdoors to the great indoors, this is Without Bias. Brought to you by Apia. We're all about possibilities. Talk to our dedicated specialist today and The Bowl Show. Stay engaged with the sport via The Bowl Show. Sundays on 7-2 from 2pm. Welcome back to Without Bias. Great to have your company. Benny Jones stepping in for Jack Heverin this week. And we're doing it for Apia, who are all about possibilities. Talk to our dedicated specialist today and stay engaged with the sport via 
the very impressive bowl show. You can catch it Sundays on 7-2 from 2pm. Hey, just speaking a few moments ago with the CEO of Bowls Victoria, Tony Sherwell, we reminisced uh, about the wonderful event that took place in 2018 up on the Gold Coast, uh, the Commonwealth Games, of which our Aussie bowlers, both boys and girls, did a superb job. One of those representatives uh, just doing the country proud was one of the leading, one of the preeminent players in bowls right now in Australia. He's, in fact, the spearhead of the Australian Jackaroos, and his name is Aaron Sheriff. He's been good enough to join us here on Without Bias. Welcome, Aaron. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me on the show. We spoke actually just a few moments ago with Tony about the impact that obviously this COVID virus has had right across the country and uh, in certain areas less affected than others, but he did point towards the Gold Coast and particularly Queensland Bowls, of which you're based up there at Helensvale, and the fact that you guys have, have probably suffered more than others. How's it all looking at the moment, though, mate, as we, we start to slowly but surely return to the Greens? Yeah, no, look, it's been a, an interesting time over the last sort of three months, I guess. Um, you know, uh, I suppose, um, you know, taking a positive out of it, a lot of us haven't had um, much of an opportunity over over our careers to have a break, so... Mm. Um, although it's been forced, it has been um, you know rather nice to spend a bit of time at home with family and, and have a break. But um, yeah, no, we're starting to come out of it a little bit now. Um, just at our club, we're allowed uh, 20 players per green um, in um, in roll-ups and stuff. So no organised competition or, or anything like that yet. But uh, yeah, slowly but surely, um, people are starting to get back out in the green. I've had a couple of one-hour sessions myself in the last couple of weeks. So um, yeah, good to roll the arm under, I suppose, and, uh, and yeah, sort of get back out there and get a feel for it again. You mentioned that sort of break, that enforced layoff, that nine to ten weeks, and glass half full, it is good to freshen the mind and freshen the body a touch, Aaron, but be honest, how many weeks in did you start to get the, uh, the itchy fingers wanting to get the bowls back out and go for a roll, mate? I imagine it wouldn't have taken too long. Yeah, no, I guess uh, probably the first couple of weeks um, was a bit frustrating because we, you know, we were sort of starting to put plans in place for yep. World Bowls and, and things like that. So the first couple of weeks was tough, and then once we got a, a grip of it, I suppose, probably the next four to six weeks, I really enjoyed just um, being at home with the kids and, and my wife, Amanda. And, um, you know, I've got had a couple of little uh, niggling injuries and things mm. like that with feet and knees and stuff. So, um, yeah, really good to, to get on top of those and, um, you know, get the body right and get fit and, and um yeah, reconnect with, with my family and, and that. So um, I suppose about the last two or three weeks, uh, yeah, was probably itching just to get yeah. out there and have a role. And, and now that I've had a role, I'm, I'm um, sort of hanging for that competition. I'm a, I'm, I've, I love practice, but I'm mm. a competitive beast and, I, <laughs> and I, want that, uh, I want that competition for sure now. Yeah, nothing like the real thing. You mentioned the World Championships too, Aaron, and I guess in a, in a normal world, let's take COVID out of the equation, actually would have wrapped up across last weekend. So while naturally... We're all disappointed it couldn't go ahead as planned. Uh, yeah, right. It's a, it's a reset, 12 months' time, and, and how good. Uh, competition will get underway in your home city there on the Gold Coast. Uh, you must be, I know, albeit 12 months down the track, already itching and looking forward to that. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, we're in a unique um, time now where you know, we've got 12 months to prepare for a major. Normally, um, it's a, you know, a two-year process with trials and tournaments and uh, expectations and all sorts of um, different things in the lead-up and teams are announced three to four months prior to an event uh, and then you sort of go into team focus and and um, get ready for the event. So now the team's been announced over 12 months out. Um, so, yeah, we've uh, we've been having some Zoom meetings as a team and, and sort of, um, you know, getting our, you know, getting back in touch with each other. I mean, 
I had a round of golf with Barry Lester yesterday, mm. and and you know we've lived um, in different states all our lives up until the last sort of few months, and and it's probably been ten weeks since I've seen him, probably nearly the longest time in the last five years that I haven't seen Bazza. So yeah, it's been a bit weird, but um, yeah, the Zoom meetings and getting together has been uh, really good for us to sort of get um, ready for. Uh, you know, getting back onto the greens and, and having that 12-month prep for World Bowl. So, yeah, it's it's quite interesting and looking forward to it. Has he tried to palm off any of that uh, delicious, exquisite wine of his, Barry? I know he's very much into his winemaking. He's got a little passion there. Uh, yeah, no, he's always uh, got a little <laughs> sneaky um, something up his sleeve. So, uh, yeah, I think there's, there might be something new coming out soon for Barry. Right. But, uh, yeah, no, it's good to catch up with him and, and um, yeah, sort of even just just talk life and, and yep. have a round of golf and something different and, and get ready for Worlds. So I guess, Aaron, now the, the, the probably next major bowls event on the calendar, looking as though it will be, all things going well, touch wood, the, uh, the Premier League, the Bowls Premier League. Uh, Club yep. Pine Rivers will be hosting. One of the, it's one of the real showpiece events on the calendar, so something for you to set your sights to. Yeah, no, um, you know, I suppose it's, it's had a bit of an evolution, the, the Bowls Premier League. It started off as a bit of a, um, I suppose just to show the world that um, all the non-bowlers that uh, that bowls can be fun and colourful and all that sort of stuff. And, and, and with that, it's the press, it's sort of turned in, into a really prestigious event and something that all the players look forward to and, and, um, you know, and, and really want to have on their resume. So, uh, yeah, it went um, pretty close again uh, earlier this year at Moama and, um, you know, should be part of the, hopefully the Sydney Lions mm. team again. And, and um, yeah, it looks like that will, um, probably kick off um, the national um, events for after COVID. So, yeah, um, should be a cracker, I'd say. Aaron, I know there'd be a lot of people out there for various reasons who just want to see the back of 2020, want to get to the end of the year, maybe a bit of a reset. I think from a bowling point of view, though, someone tells me you've got about half a million reasons to want to get to December because there is a wonderful event happening. And, and Mark Casey, I know, is uh, a big part of this behind the scenes. I've been chatting with him. December 14, 18 at Deer Park, Ultimate Bowls Week. Uh, I'm sure you're all across this, mate. This one, um, this one looks exciting. Yeah, I had a chat with Case a couple of weeks ago on his podcast about it, and uh, yeah, amazing. Like um, to be, yeah, to be playing uh, a week of bowls with uh, half a million dollars prize money up for offer um, is uh, yeah something that I suppose when I first started playing bowls twenty years, twenty odd years ago, would never thought uh, be possible. So. Uh, yeah, to combine um, three events into one week, it's going to be mm. it's going to be pretty hectic and and um, chaotic, and and I think it's going to be a you know test of the fittest. And I guess those guys that have um, you know done some work in this downtime on their fitness and mental health and stuff like that, um, you know, will will be best prepared for a, for a, uh, a week like that. So uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how it all pans out. And down at Deer Park, the greens are good there. Uh, the weather will be a bit nicer. Uh, in December than it was in August last year there. So, uh, yeah, can't wait for it. And, um, yeah, it should be a good end to the season. And while some of you guys and girls, particularly uh, involved at the top level at the moment, Aaron, mightn't feel it right away, just want to get back back out there on the rink and and start getting back to what you love doing. It is a big couple of years coming up. Obviously, we look at 2021-22. We've got those World Bowls championships that we spoke about. And then, of course, closely followed or within a year, the the Com Games that will be taking place in Birmingham, so that um, that chance to refresh and just, uh, I guess, uh, take stock might have come at a at a at a pretty good time. In fact, yeah, hundred um, percent. Yeah, as I say, it's it's a, such a unique time where we've got a World Bowls team that's selected twelve months in advance. Um, so there's twelve months of prep there, but obviously in the meantime, 
um, you know, there's got to be preparations going for uh, for Birmingham with it being so close after now. So, um, yeah, while the team will be selected for uh, has been selected for World Bowls, I'm sure by the end of the year there'll be a, a squad selected for um, with sights set on on Birmingham. Mm. So, um, yeah, it's a unique time. Um, you know, I'm, I'm sure everyone's taken the time to recharge their batteries and and um, got themselves in in the best shape they can and. And, um, yeah, get ready for a pretty hectic um, two years, I suppose, coming up. And just finally, Aaron, before we let you go, and, and you've obviously mentioned and, and will have that Glasgow experience to lean on and, and probably be a great voice for some of the, the newer bowlers that, that might be heading over to the Northern Hemisphere for the first time. What what did you find or what recollection of the biggest challenge from that Southern Hemisphere, the Northern Hemisphere, the bowls, how it differs and what you um, what you had to overcome to obviously find your best game over there? Yeah, it's so different. Like, I mean, when I went over there, you've got to change your technique. Mm. Um, you've got to change your whole mindset. The way you play bowls in Australia, isn't, it doesn't work over there. I think it's been proven um, with the with Australia's results over there in the past. Um, you know, we play a bit of a touch game here with the with the great greens, the quick greens and all that sort of stuff. We're over there. Um, you know, you've got to take, even if you're holding the shot, you've got to take the shot away from, um, from your opposition. You've yep. got to play aggressively. Um, and yeah, and, and um, yeah, really focus on on a new technique. So I mean, the first week getting over there and really getting into practice and finding a technique that works for you, and then really um, you know committing to the mindset that um, you know is totally different to what we have here in Australia. So uh, yeah, it's a great challenge. Um, you know, it's uh, it's really exciting, and hopefully um, you know the that I'll get an opportunity to get over there and, and, um, and experience it all again. Well, we've all had to pause. We've all had to take a deep breath. Uh, lawn bowl's no different, but it's a big six months coming up uh, for you and your fellow competitors, Aaron. So we appreciate your time here on Without Bias. All the very best as you get back into the full swing of things and obviously angling towards some of those really massive events. None bigger, I guess, than that uh, Ultimate Bowls week in December. All the best, mate. And uh, again, thanks for your time on the show. No worries, Ben. Thanks. This has been Without Bias for Apia and the Bowl Show. We'll catch you. Well, I won't, but Jack Heverin will be back in the host chair same time next week. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au. Predict Australia's score with a crystal ball. And it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Mackers, together and loving it. TNCs apply.